Breaking news from The Athletic. Breaking news from The Athletic. The Chicago Cubs have traded you, Darvish, and Victor Caratini to the San Diego Padres for Zach Davies and uh, four prospects. I'm Sahadev Sharma. I cover the Cubs with my partner, Patrick Mooney. Patrick, uh, this is, we've been expecting a trade for a few days now, but this is not the return I think that many of us expected. Uh, these prospects, uh, I, I honestly struggle to remember their names, but they're, they're talented. They have high upside. Uh, they're middle of the they're middle of the field uh, defenders, so all that makes sense. But these are seventeen to twenty year old prospects with very little impact coming for years down the line uh, outside of Zach Davies. This is a clear signal that 2021 just isn't the priority for Jed Hoyer and this uh, Cubs franchise at the moment. No doubt. I think Cubs fans can understand the idea of selling high uh, on a pitcher in his mid thirties and maybe pivoting in some direction, however you kind of want to label it. Uh, but I think, Cubs fans were hoping for some kind of like, you know, three dimensional chess here to where they would still be the favorite to win the division. They could somehow get uh, you know, pieces that would help right away and be, you know, close to the big leagues and be at the top of a farm system like the one that San Diego has assembled over the years. And, um, you know, right now it's really hard to even wrap your mind around an ETA for these, you know, four prospects that, you know, we've never heard of before and probably won't see uh, for years. And, you know, I think you look at the return, you look at the money that they're clearing from their books, it makes you wonder, you know, why they would stop now and, you know, who's next uh, on the trading block. Yeah, when I look at when I look at the return, I I was thinking, you know, Jake Cronenworth would fit this lineup perfectly, right? A contact guy, just kind of the guy that they've been looking to develop for a few years, right? Kind of what they wanted Nico to be last year. Uh, they have guys like that. Nico Horner, Chase Strumpf is in the minor leagues, but but yeah, they don't. They he just he would have been immediate impact. You could have put him in at the nine spot, at the two spot, wherever you wanted to hit him. It, it could have made sense and and made the team immediately better and filled a big need. They could have gotten a a, a pitcher like Adrian Morahone, a, a pitcher like Weathers. These are young guys that could have upside that are going to immediately impact the team. Maybe not uh, significantly in 2021, but you could see them helping the team. Right, so it's. I, I get why fans would be frustrated. This is this is a move uh, based. It, I I I bristle at the suggestion that this is a salary dump because I don't think it's a pure salary dump because I don't think you get talent back, a significant talent back in a in a salary dump. And from talking to scouts around the league, these guys are talented. They're just extreme high risk. You know, we we don't know if they'll make it to the majors. If they do, they could have significant impact on the roster. We won't see that for years. Uh, so so it's not a pure salary dump, but it is a reason I completely understand frustration by fans. Uh, it's a clear signal that more change is coming. And yeah, who's next? Is it Wilson Contreras? Is it Chris Bryant? Is it someone that we're not expecting altogether? Since you Darvish did come as a little bit of a surprise. I know we've been hearing this for a little over a week now, maybe, but it's it still comes as a surprise. If if you would have said when when the season ended that Darvish was the most likely to be traded, I don't I don't think we would have would have jumped at that and said yes, that that's true that that's going to happen. So. Uh, what's next? What type of roster are we, we looking at for the Cubs in 2021? And, and what type of 
are, are we going to start talking about the word? Are we going to be using the word rebuild? Is that is that fair, or or is that or is that too too strong of a term? Yeah, I mean, we have no idea when the Cubs are going to report to spring training, much less what the season is going to look like. There's a lot of time for Jed Hoyer to make more moves, and I think this front office probably should get the benefit of the doubt uh, in terms of these type of trades. It's how they built their World Series team uh, in 2016 in some ways, and I think historically, very generally speaking, these deals tend to kind of work out for the sellers more than the buyers. I mean, there's still Cubs fans that are complaining about the Jose Quintana trade or giving up Gleyber Torres for Aroldis Chapman. I mean, these deals kind of stick in your head. I think it's just that you Darvish's time in Chicago really feels incomplete. I mean, I still can't believe the Cubs won 95 games in 2018 with Darvish only winning one of them and throwing like 40 innings. And certainly when the Cubs uh, announced that deal right before the start of spring training in 2018. The talk was, this does not take us out of the ball game for the upcoming class of free agents, meaning Bryce Harper or, or Manny Machado, that the Cubs could kind of still, I think the term Theo used was fish in those waters. And, you know, the uncertainty around Darvish forces his trade for Hamels and then picking up uh, Cole Hamels' $20 million option for 2019, which really took them entirely out of the free agent market. And it's just that no one thought the Cubs would make that Darvish move and then essentially sit out three straight off seasons in terms of kind of adding on more. And obviously they did sign Craig Kimbrell. They have made lots of nice complimentary moves or trade deadline deals for players like Nick Castellanos. But I mean, the pieces just haven't fit here together for years now and that's not what anyone saw coming uh after that world series when people were uh, wondering if this could be a dynasty yeah and we should we should give darvish some credit here this is a he's a good story as far as a guy that really struggled in 2018 with injuries with his comfort level in the organization uh he just he didn't look it looked like an immediate bust right i mean that was the term used often this guy isn't working well here but darvish completely turned it around he he looked like a different pitcher by midway through the 2019 season was a cy young runner-up in 2020 and that didn't come out of the blue if you were paying attention in 2019 you saw one of the most dominant performances we've seen in a second half in a cubs uniform since jake arietta pulled that off uh, it's a, it's as impressive as a turnaround as I've seen because what were his biggest issues? Home runs and walks. By by the time he'd fixed everything, those were non-existent. Those were you barely saw the home runs, you barely saw the walks. He became one of the most efficient pitchers in baseball. It was fun to watch, and I I mean when when you talk about how much the coaches embraced him, how much he embraced the pitching infrastructure, how much fans started to really embrace him. I mean, think about how he was interacting with us, Patrick. It was it was a 180 from 2018 to 2019, the way he interacted with us, the way he made us laugh. And I think we could share that with fans and fans just loved it. Fans really enjoyed his attitude. Uh, he just seemed happy-go-lucky at times, uh, kind of a sarcastic, dry sense of humor. 
uh, and he was dominant on the mound. So what what was there not to like? And and I loved how he embraced the pitching infrastructure, how he was the one making changes, how he would come up with ideas, how he would come uh, to Tommy Hadovy or, or Mike Barzello and say, hey, I, I was watching Kenta Maeda pitch yesterday or Jacob deGrom throws this type of pitch. I want to try this grip. And he'd do it. He'd go out there in a side session and do it. He'd go out there before a game. Uh, you know, hours before a game, t- decide he's going to do that. He'll be throwing with Victor Caratini, and Caratini's like, "What pitch is this? What are you throwing?" And he's like, "Oh, I'm just going back to my 2000, you know, 17 slider or whatever." And and it, it's just a remarkable ability to pitch, or a remarkable mind, and a remarkable physical talent. Uh, so I'll miss covering that, and I'm sure fans uh, miss will miss that talent greatly. Uh, so, so Darvish did, you know, in his three seasons with the Cubs, one and a half of them were more than worth what what he what he was paid. So it's it's rough in that sense. You're losing uh, an ace to lead your rotation. But you mentioned it before. You know, in a vacuum, you can understand the trade in general. He's he's entering his mid thirties. He's expensive. It's really the return that gives you pause. But but ultimately, I can see why trading a guy at his peak value makes a ton of sense for a team that's kind of in transition and and hopefully not a complete uh, rebuild. Yeah, and it's okay to admit that it bothers you that the Cubs are a far less interesting team today than they were yesterday. That I mean, that's the point of sports, right? I mean, to be entertained, to try and win and compete. And you, Darvish, is an absolutely fascinating character um just a freakishly talented pitcher to to watch someone who really cares about his craft and works at it and experiments with it and you know you're right side of the cubs poured a, a lot of time and effort and money into this and it did work it's just that everything around them either regressed or plateaued or uh, collapsed. And I think that's why it's hard to, you know, really, if you're a Cubs fan, embrace this idea of players who may never get to Darvish's heights. I mean, he's kind of a unicorn, but to get to that comfort level and productivity might be like, we're looking at like 10 years from now to where they're like comfortable in the big leagues and have made adjustments. And, And I think that's not really what, uh, Cubs fans expected when they heard all the talk about the foundation for sustained success. Yeah, I 100% agree there. It's it's not a salary dump, but it's a move motivated by shedding payroll. And, and that's hard for any fan to say, hooray, we have more financial flexibility. I can't imagine fans are thrilled about that. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for joining our breaking news coverage. Go to the Athletics new headline section for much more on the stories. To get access to all of the Athletics great sports contact, visit theathletic.com backslash headline pod, where if you gift a subscription, you get a subscription.